thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about barefoot shoes and the best way of assessing for barefoot shoes. So I want to give you guys my top five features that I'm looking for. You know, there's a lot of you reaching out to me asking, you know, what are some good um, shoes, some good barefoot shoes that I recommend. And, you know, I'm going to start reviewing more shoes online. Um, so you'll find links on my website to different shoe reviews to help give you guys, yeah, I guess more of um, what I think of some of these shoes. And if you haven't had a chance to some, see some of these shoes in the flesh, uh, hopefully seeing how they move and some of the features on them um, in some short videos will help guide you to what what it is you're after in a barefoot shoe. Um, I guess the downside at the moment with the barefoot shoe industry is that it is a little bit niche. So a lot of it is um, online. So it's a bit harder to try them on sometimes. So yeah, hopefully by having those videos there, it'll just give you a bit of a, you know, another look at how, yeah, how they move and how, um, how they'll potentially help or hinder your feet. So, the top five things I'm looking for in a barefoot shoe is number one, the heel height. And I will have a link um, on the bottom of these show notes to my website. I'll put a little um, blog up with these top five and a little blurb on each one, like what it is I'm looking for and why. But I'll keep it really simple so it's just a nice little guide that if you're uh, trying to tick off the the healthy boxes um, in a barefoot shoe, then you'll be able to just have a look at that and and you know see how many uh, of these features are, are in there. I personally look for all five, so I want to see that these five features I'm about to go through, that the shoe has all of them and... If it does, then for me, that's like an everyday shoe where if it only has, say, you know, two to four ticks, then it might be a sometime shoe. Um, one to two ticks would be a very limited time shoe. Uh, for me, I mean, some people might even, you know, see four to five ticks as a as an everyday shoe. But, yeah, for me, I want to know that it's that it's got all these features. So... These five features are heel height is number one. So I want to know that there's no raised heel in my shoe. Now, I've spoken about this a lot online and on previous episodes, but for those of you who are just sort of tuning in to, to this podcast or new to um, the world of barefoot shoes and healthy feet, a lot of people don't realize that even your standard jogger can have one to two centimeter heel built into the shoe. And you know, even the association, the Podiatry Association recommendation for a long time has been less than two centimeters is a healthy height for shoes. But 
which I agree is definitely less than two centimeters. But, you know, I, I actually think that anything over zero has the ability to change how we move. I just don't – like I view a heel in a shoe as a way of treating specific conditions. It's not something we need to be in all day, every day. I don't actually understand why shoes have a raised heel or why it's why it's become okay to have a heel in a shoe. Now, the recommendation for a kid's shoe um, from like a podiatry association is up to around two years of age, there should be no heel and the sole should be soft. But after two, I'm not sure what changes in the foot as to why we need, you know, more cushioning, more support, a raised heel, all those things. It just doesn't make sense to me. So heel height, zero. I'm looking for zero millimeters um, raised heel. So the back of the shoe should be the same, like, level as the forefoot of the shoe, the front of the shoe. Now, depending on how strict (laughs) you are with your foot health and foot function then you know some people will be okay with up to about four or five mils heel height Um, there's a few shoes that do like a minimalist heel but yeah most joggers will be around uh, one to two centimeter heel and then obviously dress shoes will go up from there you know some Men's dress shoes may even be up around two and a half centimeter heels, and you've got women's like dress heels that'll be up to about a meter high now, I believe. I'm joking, they're probably not a meter, but you get the point. So, zero meals is what we're after with heel height. Tick. <laughs> Number two, flexibility. So, my foot needs to move in all different directions to grip the ground and to, um, I guess, adapt to different surfaces and different articulations through the ground. So I want to know that my shoe will also bend and flex as my foot needs to. The stiffer the shoe, then we're going to start changing the way we walk. We can change the way the big toe bends. Um So, yeah, I really want to look for something that's nice and flexible through the sole. I can, like most of the shoes or pretty much all the shoes in my cupboard, I can roll them up in a ball. So, there's no kind of structure through the sole of them. And again, for me as a podiatrist, I now view stiff kind of stable soles as a treatment. For different things if i'm trying to um, reduce movement through the foot for whatever it may be different sort of conditions then i'll you know get people to use things like um like conventional joggers to help reduce and, and stabilize the foot if we're trying to do that but for you know day-to-day use as long as the foot um is functional and you are working on improving your movement, improving um, healthy patterns and strengthening your feet and mobilizing your feet and body, then, you know, all these features are uh, what I'm looking for. So, 
Number two is flexible sole. Number three is cushioning. So I want to make sure that when I'm looking for a shoe, it has minimal cushioning. Now, I know cushioning can be nice and soft and feels great, but we don't necessarily uh, need it. Now, the times that I may get people to use cushioning, if I'm like treating them or they're in that sort of barefoot space, um, would be if they have a really high locked up foot, so really high arch foot. Um, sometimes that foot can really struggle with absorbing shock so we may use a thin layer of of cushioning uh, there to help with that Um, but for the most part when I'm looking for for a shoe for myself yeah I'm looking for minimal cushioning um, virtually no cushioning so I want to know that I can feel the ground underneath me get as much feedback from the surface underneath me as I can and then let my body and the nerves adapt to that surface and use my body's natural cushioning. So our body's actually really good at cushioning itself. When we start adding cushioning, there's been some research to show that in running, we can actually increase our ground reaction force. So that means that with with cushioning under the foot, um, it sort of messes up with the nerves and the proprioception in the feet and we can land either harder through the foot um, we can take longer strides, and that can increase like force going through the body, but we don't absorb it as well. So that means that the actual force going through the body is more. So it might be less in the foot because of the cushioning, but that force still needs to go somewhere. So the the force can be increased um, in that case. But yeah, for me, minimal cushioning. Number four, I'm looking for good toe splay width. So a nice wide toe box. Now again, most shoes these days, um, you know, from sports shoes right through to dress shoes, the widest part of the shoe is the ball of the foot, and then it will taper in at the toes to more of a like a point essentially, or a you know narrowing at the toes. Now the widest part of the foot is actually meant to be the toes, so we want nice wide toes to help keep all the muscles and joints in good alignment and get to maximum, um, you know, use and benefit from those muscles and joints. So when we start like squishing the toes into a tighter toe box, we start changing not only the structure of the foot but the function of it, which can, you know, change stability and balance and power from the foot. So for me, yeah, I need to be able to not only wiggle my toes, so it's not about, you know, when you just go to a shoe shop and they'd, you know, ask, can you wiggle your toes? Oh, good, so there's good, lots of room in there. That's important too. You want to have some, like, wiggle room, but you need splay room as well. So you need to be able to um, spread your toes apart in that shoe. Now, a good way of testing that is if you have toe spreaders, so those things we spoke about in the last um Oh, a few episodes ago. So we pop them between our toes and they widen all the or keep the toes apart to stretch the toes out. That's a good test if you can put your toe spreaders on, put the shoe on and you've got good room in there, then you know you've got lots of room to splay your toes in that shoe. 
where if you put your toe spreaders on, pop the shoe on, then you're clearly going to fail the toe spreader test because with your toes nice and wide and spread apart in a shoe that's too narrow, it's going to be quite uncomfortable and you'll feel the pressure on the, um, the sides of the toes. So lots of width at the toes is what I'm looking for as number four. Now, number five, and look, there's other things I look for, but these are just my top five. The last one we're going to talk about today is the sole edges. So what I'm referring to is on the, the sole of the shoe, so the, if it does have cushioning, it tends to be worse with this. But are there edges that are sharp on the sole or are they more beveled and rounded off like your foot would be? So if you look at a bare foot, there's not really many, well, there's no square edges. So your heel is more of that sort of rounded shape, the toes are all rounded. And that's to help, um, like as we land through walking or running, the rounded edge helps like so use the muscles as a pulley system a lot better versus if there's squared off edges. So if there's a square edge on the heel, for instance, it gives you more of a whiplash effect. So if you your foot lands on the outside of the um, heel when you're walking, which is where it should land, if there's a sharp edge there, like a more of a squared edge, it's a lot harder to lower that with control. Now, a lot of these anti-pronation shoes that are out there to help stop us from pronating will have this kind of thickened, squared off edge on that outside heel. So it kind of almost counterbalances itself in that when the foot lands, it'll whip in with like lots of fast pronation, but then it'll get stopped by the the anti-pronation, you know, roll bar or whatever on the shoe. So, you know, if you can have a shoe that's more rounded through the heel and then strengthen the muscles to eccentrically load and lower the foot with more control, then you're going to walk a lot more efficiently and um, put a lot less strain uh, through some of the ligaments and tendons that are trying to help out there. So, yes, squared off edges are a big no-no. Um, for me, so I want to see that it's uh, nice and yeah, rounded through the heel if we can. Or if it does have a bit of an edge on it, I want to know that that's fairly soft and that my foot can still almost roll through that, that it's not a hard edge. So if it's a hard squared off edge, when you land on that kind of corner, you've got one of two ways to go. It's either going to normally as you're walking, it'll roll inwards and sort of flick down. So if you can imagine like um, almost like a cube, if you put it on one of the corners, then it's going to not just like a ball would just sort of roll. You can control a ball with different speeds a lot easier. Where if you roll a dice, when it's up on that edge, then it's going to whip down a lot faster onto that flat surface. The other bad thing about a squared off heel is if it goes the other way, so if you're about to um, roll your ankle, for instance, you're you know running to the side or you stop, change direction, it also creates a hinge the other way. So if you um, 
have bare feet, you've got a lot more, a lot better chance of controlling a sprained ankle as the muscles can tighten up and control that roll um, a lot better. Where if it's a squared off edge, as soon as it gets up over that um, kind of corner, then it doesn't matter how fast your muscles, um, you know, switch on or or whatever. If the force is getting pushed to the outside over that squared edge, you're going to roll your ankle, and you're going to roll it a lot worse because then the it'll speed up as it goes over that that edge. So just be mindful that squared off edges on um, shoes aren't necessarily a good thing. So they're the top five things I'm looking for in shoes. So number one was heel height. Number two, that the shoe is flexible. Number three, we've got minimal cushioning. Number four, that I can splay my toes within the shoe and wiggle the toes, lots of toe room. And number five, no squared off edges um, on the sole of the shoe. Now, there's other features as well that you know you may look for depending on what it is you're using the shoe for, so different lacing techniques or um, different uh, materials that may breathe better or be more waterproof, so whatever it is you're looking for for the purpose of the shoe as well. But yeah, the top five features are those ones I just went through. And like I said, I can put a little um, sheet with those on there just to help if you're looking for shoes yourself, um, more of a barefoot shoe then you know you can check that out and just tick off um, those and just see yeah what it is that's going to work for you and what of those features are important to you um, but yeah have a look at those then check out social media um, the barefoot podiatrist on facebook and instagram uh, or go to the barefootmovement.com.au and over the the next um, few months um, I'm going to start putting more – I've been getting a lot more um, shoes sent to me, which has been really lovely from a lot a lot of barefoot uh, shoe brands. So I'm going to start um, reviewing uh, them using these uh, five features and just, yeah, give you a better idea as to what, yeah, what shoes you like the look of, which ones are going to work better for with where you're at in your barefoot journey. Um so yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk you guys through that. And yeah, if you've got any feedback, if you have any questions, send me through an email. If you need um, help with your feet or with a, a certain pain that you can't get rid of or want to know more about, then yeah, you can book online uh, an appointment with me. I do appointments either via Skype or in the clinic near Wollongong. So, yeah, you can jump onto the barefootmovement.com.au to book that or find out more. But otherwise, thanks again for tuning in. Hope those uh, five shoe features help you in choosing better footwear for your feet. Thanks again. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.